Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And over the years, I have been asked occasionally to give my opinion on whether or not some people may be more related to aliens as indicated by a special blood type called RH negative. And to be honest with you, I never had that much of an opinion because I just I never really took the time to really sit down and dig into that and really try to figure out exactly what it was all about. But today I was catching up on some of the work that my buddy Nick Redfern has been doing. Of course, he is a prolific author. Nick is truly one of the best. If you've never read Nick Redfern's work or listened to him, you you should treat yourself. I mean, he is just an impeccable, detailed, analytical investigator, journalist. He is great with science and technology. He's an adventurer and um, just a really great guy. I've known him for a long time. We've worked on many projects together. And I realized that Nick wrote a book on this subject that came out a few years ago. The book, it's on Amazon. Um, I actually bought it on Kindle. The book is called Bloodline of the Gods, Unravel the Mystery of the Human Blood Type to Reveal the Aliens Among Us. So I started reading through his book and reading articles he'd written and reading what other people were saying, reading what scientists and doctors and geneticists and all these people were saying. And there really is something quite interesting about this. And so I'm going to try to explain to you what I've learned using the most basic way of uh, wording things, because I'm certainly not an expert when it comes to this kind of thing. But I'll share with you my understanding of what this is all about and why this is interesting. And uh, you might even be able to learn a little something about yourself by the time this podcast is done. Are you possibly one of them or do you know one of them? So it really begins with this thing called an antigen. So an antigen is a molecule that can be in your blood that basically determines how your immune system works. It determines what your body sees as a threat and sends out, you know, antibodies to fight it and all that kind of thing. I mean, if you uh, if you look up just the the, de- uh, the definition of an antigen, um, it says they are proteins, uh, peptide, <coughs> excuse me, peptides. Anyway. So basically, again, it's it's a molecule that should be really in your blood because 85 to 90% of the people in the world apparently have this. And I, like my blood type, for example, is O positive. And the positive is there because positive means you've got it. That's what the positive supposedly is referring to, whether or not you have this molecule called an RH antigen. And this was actually originally named the rhesus antigen. That's where the RH comes from. Because the guy who discovered this, 
1937 named Carl Landsteiner, along with his partner Alexander S. Weiner, they said that they believed that we got this from the rhesus monkey. Okay, this is direct evidence of our lineage from, uh, from monkeys, you know, monkeys and apes and all that. So that's why it, w- it would make sense. Like, supposedly we all descended from, you know, from lesser primates, from apes and monkeys and stuff. So we should all have it, right? If, if all humans came from them, then we're all supposed to have this antigen, the RH antigen, which again, that RH comes from the word rhesus, we're, we're all supposed to have it. So why is it that 10 to 15% of the people on Earth don't have it? Well, the scientists say, eh, well, you know, it's just a mutation. That's it. That's their explanation. Yeah, well, sometimes yeah, things just go wacky. They go wonky. It's just a mutation. They don't have any kind of a good example of why this would happen. They say, well, it could be no different than do I have blue eyes or brown eyes or red hair or blonde hair or whatever, you know. So, okay. But when you start looking at what that means, people who don't have this, who have a negative blood type. So, like, I don't know if you know what your blood type is. But it's my understanding that if you have a negative blood type, you I'm talking about you. You are what is called an RH negative person. You do not have this antigen in your blood that I and 85 to 90% of the rest of the people on earth have. For some reason, you don't have it. And what's also interesting, getting into like breaking down what a blood type is, is actually very complex. So I'm not going to even try to do that. But they say that if you have a blood type of O negative then you're like the universal donor. You can donate your blood to anybody you want. But if you have any other type of blood, uh, you know, you got to match it up. So anyway, so that's, you know, that, that tells you something about, I guess, the power of having something negative instead of positive. You're more, more adaptable. And they say that people who have um, a, a negative gene, or it's not a negative gene, listen, people who are... Uh, who don't have the antigen, who, who are RH negative. They are, um, they're fine health-wise. It doesn't really change anything as far as, you know, medically we don't have a, a reason to fear that. Unless, unless you are a woman who gets pregnant. And then all of a sudden this becomes a big, big issue when it comes to the reproduction of the species. Now, why is that? Well, first, let me give you a little more insight into this whole thing in general. So let's just go, and I, I want to read to you, for example, the description from uh, Nick's book called Bloodline of the Gods. This is just from the Amazon page. Are significant numbers of humanity the product of an ancient and advanced alien civilization? Have we across the millennia, been periodically modified and refined as a species. In short, has our genetic makeup been manipulated by otherworldly beings that view human civilization as one big lab experiment? These are controversial and thought-provoking questions. They are also questions that demand answers, answers that may very well be found 
by examining those people whose blood type is RH negative. The vast majority of humankind, 85 to 90 percent, is RH positive, which means a person's red blood cells contain an antigen directly connected to the rhesus monkey. This antigen is known as the RH factor. Each and every primate on the planet has this antigen, except for one, the remaining 10 to 15 percent of humans. If the theory of evolution is valid, that each and every one of us is descended from ancient primates, shouldn't we all be RH positive? Yes, we should. But we're not. The negatives are unlike the rest of us. They are different. They are the unique individuals whose bloodline may have nothing less than extraterrestrial origins. Pretty interesting description, huh? So, basically, when you start looking again at, okay, well, what's the big deal? Like, what's the crux of this? Why are we saying, why are we jumping to the conclusion this could be extraterrestrial? Because, right off the bat, from what I've told you, I'm sure you're you're saying, well, okay, some people have this, some people don't. Well, where do we make the leap to aliens? Well, it goes back to the pregnancy thing. Because I want to read to you part of an article that Nick wrote about this at MysteriousUniverse.org. He wrote, The most significant and also deeply worrying side effect of being RH negative relates to the matter of pregnancy. Actually, it's the one and only adverse side effect. Giving birth aside, being RH negative has no major adverse bearing whatsoever upon matters relative to health. For a pregnant woman who is RH negative, however, the hazards can be both considerable and extremely dangerous. If a woman who is RH negative is made pregnant by a man who is also RH negative, the problems are non-existent and there is no need for concern. Both individuals are wholly compatible with one another. The fetus will develop in normal fashion, and the child will be born RH negative. However, if the father is RH positive, and the mother is RH negative, that's where the problems can begin, and the results may prove to be very different, and tragically so too. Because if the mother is negative and the father is positive, the developing fetus will be RH positive. This gets to the very crooks of the problem. As incredible as it may sound, the blood of an RH negative pregnant woman can be completely incompatible with the blood of an RH positive baby or babies that she is carrying. Such a situation can provoke the mother's own blood to produce potentially lethal antibodies which are designed to attack the fetus's blood if and when the former is exposed to the latter. In other words, the RH positive baby is perceived by the mother's negative immune system as something hostile, something not quite as it should be. For all intents and purposes, the unborn child is considered something to be gotten rid of at the earliest opportunity possible. The process by which the mother effectively tries to attack and kill its very own offspring 
via the blood is termed sensitization. In this peculiar process, the mother's blood crosses into the placenta and then into what is termed fetal circulation, where it proceeds to wage war on the baby's blood cells, which are made in the bone marrow and that are absolutely vital for the carrying of oxygen about the body. It's a war to the death for all intents and purposes. Systematically and bit by bit, the mother's antibodies attack the red blood cells of the baby, breaking them down and provoking the development of what is termed hemolytic anemia. And when hemolytic anemia begins to overwhelm the fetus, the results can be disastrous and deadly. Anemia in an adult can be a serious issue. In an unborn child, it can be even more so. Organs, and particularly so the heart, can be significantly and irreversibly damaged. The lack of sufficient levels of oxygen may have a disastrous effect on the development and function of the brain. And in a worst-case scenario, the fetus may die. More disturbing is the fact that the more times a woman becomes pregnant, the more powerful and prevalent the deadly antibodies become. In short, the mother's body finds ways to make the process of trying to kill the fetus even more powerful, swift, and effective with each successive pregnancy. Fortunately for a pregnant RH negative, there are ways and means to combat the mother's violent assault on her unborn child. RH immune globulin is a blood product that is injected via a muscle into the mother and which prevents her body from developing the type of antibodies that are designed to attack the fetus, providing that she's not already sensitized to the RH factor. If she isn't, the chances are extremely high. The pregnancy will proceed in regular fashion and the fetus will develop into a normal, healthy baby. Okay, so what we're saying here is there is this phenomenon in which under certain and rare circumstances, if a woman is getting pregnant who has this rare negative blood type, which some believe came from aliens, and the baby has the more normal human positive blood type, the body says, I don't know what this is. Attack this. Get rid of it. They're incompatible. Perhaps they don't recognize each other as the exact same species. In fact, uh, there was another article I found about this where it said, When we look at hybrid animals and other species, there are similar incompatibilities and sometimes even complete infertility. When a horse and a donkey mate, the genetic differences result in a sterile mule. The same goes for a liger, the progeny of a lion and a tiger. The two species' chromosomes don't match, so they produce infertile offspring. Could there be a similar incompatibility between RH-negative mothers and RH-positive babies. Okay, so I think now you see what we're getting at here. Why would this human blood type connected to what we understand is the natural evolution of life 
here on Earth among primates suddenly take this twist so that certain types of people are not identified by the body as regular people are considered so far and it almost it's almost like there's another species here in the mix and, and it's it's creating this attack response um now when you read nick's book he gets he goes into great great depth talking about how we might put this into the context of other cultural elements regarding interbreeding between humans and aliens and early primates and aliens and and you know the idea that essentially life is a virus called dna you know the dna is a virus and that that dna somehow got injected into our neck of the woods here galactically speaking and in some places it got burned up if it went to the sun it got burned up if it went to other places it was too dry it it broke apart but it just happened to hit this rock in the goldilocks zone not too hot not too cold a little bit of moisture everything was just right here and boom it took off and that we humans are well we're germs you know we are part of that you know we're the 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 expression of the successful virus and if that's the case um life sort of went on its jolly way for a while uh developing into you know single cells and then multi cells and then aquatic life and eventually the primordial sludge that began to ooze with land living air breathing creatures and then that worked its way all the way through to of course primates our ancestors and then at some point the aliens that had originally spread this virus they said oh look it took hold somewhere let's go back and see what happened and then they came back i don't know five six maybe ten thousand years ago they saw what had happened and then they started playing with the genes i mean that's sort of what people are thinking when they think about this um you know the the humans are the product of aliens playing with our natural evolution from primates but that some of us are even closer to the alien we're we're more we we got a little more ancestry from that alien side than the primate side this 10 to 15% among us who have a negative blood type may have so much uh have such a different degree of physiological makeup that it confuses the body biologically physiologically when you know a person who comes from that uh, monkey lineage so to speak um has this alien gene appear so uh before i get into the characteristics that nick says a lot of these people have who are negative because i want i want you to ask yourself if you i mean uh, you you may not even know your blood type and 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 if you don't this should be even more interesting because you're looking at this from a more blind 
objective point of view. Like if you're sitting there and you know my blood type is positive or my blood type is negative, you're already going to have a a certain degree of interest in what I'm saying. Because I'm about to tell you some characteristics that seem to be attributed to people who have a negative blood type. So if you have a negative blood type, then you might be like, yeah, that sounds like me, that sounds like me, that sounds like... Or you might say it doesn't. I know that I have a positive blood type, and so therefore, I might say, okay, I wonder if this person I know has a negative blood type because this person seems like A, B, C, or D, these characteristics that I'm about to give you. But if you're listening and you don't know what your blood type is, then I want you to listen to what I'm about to say, and then I want you to take a guess. I want you to take a stab at it and and just think whether or not you probably have a positive or negative blood type. And then, of course, at some point, you'll want to go and get it tested, and you'll you know, find the answer. Um, before I get into those characteristics, though, I do want to point out that this is complicated a little bit further by the fact that if you go to the Wikipedia page for RH blood group, here's what it says. Now, again, I'm not an expert. I'm just reading you what I found on the internet here. It says the term RH was originally an abbreviation of rhesus factor, just like I told you. Discovered in 1937 by Carl Landsteiner and Alexander Weiner, who at the time believed it to be a similar antigen found in rhesus monkey red blood cells. It was subsequently learned the human factor is not identical to the rhesus monkey factor. But by then, rhesus group and like terms were already in widespread worldwide use. Thus, notwithstanding it is a misnomer, the term survives... Uh, referred to as uh, RH instead of rhesus. So, look, I don't know exactly what to make of that. So, while I, if this is correct, and they're saying that, well, originally they said this is the same thing in a rhesus monkey. Now they're saying it's a little different, not identical. So, I, you know, again, I'm not sure how that factors into this, to be honest with you. But I, in trying to be as accurate and objective as possible, I'm telling you that. All right, so. Let's get to some of these characteristics that Nick says in his book, Bloodline of the Gods, people who are RH negative have. For one thing, he said they tend to have a significantly greater than average IQ. So that's interesting to think about. And he and, he, and I'm telling you, in this book, he, he goes back and he looks at not only all the cultural reasons that this may have occurred, he gets into some like wild stuff. He talks about incubus and succubus and little people and black-eyed kids. And I mean, like he, he looks at every possible reason to think that maybe, you know, we, we can take history and mythology and legends and and paranormal investigation and all this kind of stuff and 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 it help it to i guess justify why this may be the or why these things may be related to those who have the negative blood type 
So anyway, first off, there you go. Uh, high, higher than average IQ. Next, not big fans of the sun. Uh, these people have sort of an inability to tolerate strong sunlight and high temperatures. They don't like it. Also, nowadays, of course, you hear all the time about the deadly attributes of high blood pressure. It turns out that people with a negative blood type tend to have low blood pressure. It doesn't have to be like by a lot but they tend to have blood pressure that's a little bit lower than average. Uh, now, of course, there can be problems. If it's too low, they say, you know, it can cause dizziness and faintness and, you know, various problems. But that's just another thing. You have a tendency to maybe have blood pressure a little lower. And then we get into some really wild stuff. These are just, I think, more um, extraordinary examples. Just something to toss in there so you know. A lot of these people have an extra rib. Um, says most of us have 12 pairs of ribs, which collectively comprise the rib cage. It may come as a surprise to learn that roughly one out of every 200 people are born with an extra rib known as a cervical rib. You, uh, you might have an extra rib and not even know it. When you were born, the doctor may not have counted your ribs, and nobody else did after that. So maybe you should sit down and count your ribs. And then we get, of course, even weirder, even freakier. Um, apparently, and this was uh, something that Jim Mars was documenting as well, more often than not, people who uh, are born with some kind of a tail are RH negative. And by tail i mean well you know you've got a little tailbone they say that if you look at us when we're in the womb you know there's a point when we all have a tail and then it kind of shrinks but for some people it doesn't completely go away some people come out and they have a little stumpy tail some people come out and they have a big ass monkey tail and uh, maybe you've seen pictures of some of these folks who are worshipped in india for example to this day as being some kind of a monkey god but uh, on the contrary, really, it looks more like something that could be reptilian or lizard-like, like there could be a little lizard tail. Now, that's some extreme, some extreme stuff. We, you're talking about extra ribs and a tail. So let's stick so far with the most likely issues that you might relate to if you're RH negative, higher than average intelligence and sensitivity to sunlight and, and high temperatures and, of course, um, the low bread, uh, lower than average blood pressure. Next thing we uh, have, most of them seem to be more psychic. Okay, and, and he says in his book here that he's not only talking about very vivid dreams and you know extreme prophetic experiences at night but he says other psychic phenomena are routinely and regularly reported by rh negatives including matters related to what is termed synchronicity uh, in essence a synchronicity can be termed a meaningful coincidence so 
And then he gives, you know, a list of different famous people who were RH negative. And a lot of these people have actually been um, considered visionaries. Uh, he actually goes on to make the case that it's possible that people who are RH negative may have some kind of uh, an inherited memory of their connection to aliens and the cosmos and he he points out that for example people like eric von doniken who wrote chariots of the gods he has a negative brad steiger you've heard me talk plenty about him he was a negative blood type uh, robert anton wilson was negative blood type so a lot of these people who were seem to have like a natural connection to the mystical metaphysical side of life who who almost had a, a futuristic point of view and a great understanding of what all this is about galactically and cosmically speaking uh, were RH negative folks and you know again I'm a I'm an RH positive person and so I I hit some of those attributes but not all of them and I don't know exactly how this type of stuff is is collected. Uh, I don't know uh, if they surveyed people or if this is anecdotal. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's it's kind of controversial when you're talking about um, divvying up humans into different types regardless, right? You know, it's not <laughs> traditionally that's not a good road to go down. But here's what I want to ask you. If you as a listener to this podcast are an RH negative person and you feel like that those characteristics apply to you I'd love to hear from you um, and I know that's confirmation bias because I could be like if it doesn't apply to you I'd love to hear from you but you know I don't want to get too many uh, messages in my inbox I, I would just think it would be interesting to hear if, if you're one of these, these people who's like listen this let me tell you about my life and the fact that i'm an rh negative person how far does this go i don't know but again you can contact me and let me know but at least now i hope you have an understanding of why this is of interest to people and why there is some logic in considering that the rh negative blood type might actually relate to the idea that human genes have been at some point in the past influenced by alien genes and that uh, this is one way that the bodies of those who were affected by the more extraordinary alien-influenced lineage are rejecting the more, quote, normal human lineage that is RH-positive as being something foreign so anyway that said again nick's book great read bloodline of the gods available on kindle i I got a kindle of it you can buy a paperback um i think there's an audio version of it but he's a great guy and a wonderful author so thank you nick redfern for your work as usual so that said, uh, I want to wrap up this podcast, but I want to remind you of a couple of things. You know, uh, you can tell from listening to this podcast, I don't just go out and sort of scrape the surface of things. When I become interested in things, I become 
deeply curious and I, I'm constantly doing experiments and I mean I'm a very hands-on interactive person that's just you know what what I enjoy so if you are in the Las Vegas area uh, I hope that you will come to the Creepy Vegas Ghost and UFO show. It's a new show. I created it. I produce it. It's a new show. And um, in this town, I mean, like, we're doing very well with it, but I don't know how long that we'll be doing it the way that we're doing it because Vegas is, uh, it, there's just so much to do here. It's an unpredictable place. You know, it's funny. I, I'm very proud of all the people who work with me on the haunted Asheville tours we just won for i think the fourth year in a row the trip advisor certificate of excellence for the haunted Asheville ghost tours in Asheville, north carolina and getting a trip advisor certificate of excellence is huge because that means that you know you're it, it's based upon the actual raw reviews that come in from your customers Okay, there's no schmooze in there. I mean, people, they're brutal on the Internet. And having been in business for over 20 years, it's pretty remarkable to see that we have, I think, close to 700 reviews and almost five out of five stars. And, you know, we're a great team. I uh, created, I own, I personally oversee and manage the Haunted Asheville Tours, regardless of where I am in the world. I can do that through the Internet. And... um I really want to thank those who are right there in Asheville who continue to make it such a big success. And I'm talking about people like Tad McDivitt and Brian Bloxham and Christian McLeod and, of course, Investigator Shelley Wright and Investigator Missy Hill. They are doing the Biltmore Village tours. And, you know, it's just like there's there's so, so much. You know, the Asheville Masonic Temple there at 80 Broadway, that's where we have our Asheville Mystery Museum, which is our base camp, and everybody there has always been wonderful, and I just have so many great people in Asheville. I'm actually going to be back in North Carolina next month. I'm going to be shooting a uh, television program with the Travel Channel, and so um, I, I'm really looking forward to, to being back there, and, and I'll tell you what, patting some people on the back. But anyway, um, that said, here in Vegas... You know, this creepy Vegas ghost and UFO show, which is 60 fun paranormal minutes at a bar. This is a new thing, but I want you to know, I bring a level of quality to it. And and it's growing and it's getting better and better. And tomorrow, Saturday, June 1st, we're going to debut our ghost holograms. We've got Roswell debris. We have haunted objects you can touch. I mean, it, we've got it all. Area 51, ghost, monsters. I mean, it's it's... I'm, this show gets better every single week. So if you're going to be around Vegas tomorrow, go to creepyvegas.com, creepyvegas.com, buy your ticket. And June 8th, which is a week from tomorrow, June 8th, that's Saturday, June 8th of 2019, 7 p.m., it's going to be a special Creepy Vegas. I'm going to be there, and we're going to have Sean Kevin Jason there who had a close encounter with a UFO on his way to Area 51. And we talk about him in the show. You're going to get to meet him and ask him questions. I'm telling you, even if you've been to Creepy Vegas before, it's time to come back. Go to CreepyVegas.com, CreepyVegas.com to get that ticket. All right. So 
That said, uh, I uh, I have a busy weekend ahead of me, and um, my goodness, there's just so much going on. I, I'm going to be sharing some experiment results with you soon. If you want to email me uh, about this podcast or ever, uh, you can just go to joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com. Scroll down to the bottom, you'll find my email address. I read every single email. I may not be able to respond to every single one. I get too many, but I do read every one. If you just go to joshuapwarren.com, scroll down, email me. And while you're there, I hope that you'll check out the Curiosity Shop and you'll see what kind of amazing objects we have there that are one-of-a-kind, unique, handmade, custom-made. You won't find them anywhere else in the world. And you'll also find a link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. Always short, always free, always commercial-free, independent, uncensored. When you click that link, you can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.